Welcome back to another episode on the Gridiron Prep Podcast. I'm your host, Keddy Exclusive. And today we have two very special guests repping the great state of Texas. Don't mess with Texas, don't mess. Toyo Phenom, Caleb the Jet Smith, and his father, Dale. Caleb, you have some serious talent and you're on the path to a bright future. Now, at what age did you start taking football serious? Probably eight you. I started playing select football. All right. So like myself, I started taking basketball. I was a basketball player. And I probably took basketball serious around the same age at eight. I had an older brother. He was 10. So I was always just trying to chase him, catch up to him, be good enough to play with him. You know, that was my best friend. It still is. So we see, do you play any other sports competitively or just for fun? Like when I was your age, I was playing soccer, football basketball and he, I even played tennis and that was just for fun but I ended up liking it and started taking it pretty serious you play any other sports I um I take track really serious I do that for select and all that I travel for that okay what's your favorite event in track probably the 100 um first, like shorter events I got you I mean with the name like the jet the 100 was as event I expect to see you in who gave you that nickname when did you earn that nickname the jet mm. I don't remember. I think my dad gave me a nickname <laughs> one day. Okay. You have nicknames to call me. I mean, that's, you keep that speed up with that tracking on the field, you're going to have that throughout your whole career. Now, I see you work with a trainer, Coach Flight. What type of individual training do you like to do to get yourself ready for football season? I visit Coach Flight. We do some ladder drills, and I do track to get my conditioning up and my speed football. So after you come from track, is football conditioning, say, you know, the team, the man, I don't know if it's mandatory or what, but the team obviously has some conditioning for the rest of the guys. So when you come back from track, is the condition, is it easy? Is it cakewalk or is it still pretty tough? Uh, it's pretty easy because I'm used to like conditioning and all that. Yep. I would say so. That's why it's track. I never did track myself because that's a lot of running. But it's a great, a great sport to play or run, whatever, however you refer it. I'd recommend it. Let me ask you this. Who's your favorite football player, college or pro? Hmm. I'll be Shaquan Barkley. Shaquan. Okay. Do you mirror his game? Do you study his game at all? I know you're, you're 12, but yeah, you really... Stiff arm. Go ahead, go ahead. stiff arm and all that. What, uh, what's your number out there? What's your favorite number? Number one, I was number one on the court too, man. So you got to back it up if you're walking number, numero uno, sir. So keep playing. What's uh? What's your favorite part about game day? Come on now. What's your favorite part? Oh, favorite part. Probably getting hype with my teammates, listening to music <laughs> before the game. Now, let, let me ask you, are you the guy in the middle of the circle or, or are you just one of the guys getting hyped? Are you the, are you the vocal leader as well or, or not? Or is that somebody else on the team? There's someone else on my team. I just like getting hype with them and all that. I feel you. I was that guy too. Now, you know, are you hitting your head on the helmet with other guys? Or are you just, you know, smacking people in the helmets? I hated that as a player. Leave me alone. Yeah, I don't do that at all. <laughs> I didn't like that either. Cats, they get a little too physical for the game. Hey, I'm about to go out there and hit somebody else. Leave, chill right now. Okay. What's your favorite and least favorite part about practice? Mm. I think my favorite part is like scrimmaging with the team. And then my least favorite part is probably conditioning. Ooh, I mean, but people like you, 
who had that speed and can run. Obviously, you don't like his condition. It's always going to be tough. But when you say it's your least favorite part, just imagine the guy who's coming in last. You know he was really hating it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jay, you're only 12 years old, and you've already played in one of the greatest stadiums in all of football, AT&T Stadium. What was that experience like? Tell me a little bit about that. It was amazing. We got to get a tour and all that. We got to see the locker room. Stadium felt really nice. Scored a few touchdowns. Felt really good. Hey, now. So was that just a, a league game? Was that a championship? Was it an all-star game? What was the game that you were playing in? I, I think it was just a preseason game to get ready for the season. A preseason game? Y'all playing in Cowboy Stadium. AT&C Stadium for a preseason. So your team must be pretty good. Yes, sir. I like it. All right. You, so you told me your favorite event was the 100, the shorter events in Shrek. All right. Now, we're hitting the books, man. Hitting school. Do you like school? Don't. Now, listen to me. I was a former athlete. I played overseas. I played professionally. And growing up, I couldn't stand school. But I knew it was a part of my job, which was basketball. And for me to be the best at basketball like I wanted to be, you had to take care of the books. So I did my job or whatever, but I didn't like school other than the social aspect. And I really didn't like that too much either because like, most of the people were annoying. But do you enjoy school? Do you enjoy the learning aspect of school? Yeah, I just like some kids are really annoying and all that. But <laughs> I like it. All right. What's your favorite subject? Probably math. I like doing math and all that. Well, math is tough, though. I was a social studies guy because all it was is memorization. Just remember events, cause and effects, what led to that. All right, Jet. Glad we can have you on here, man. We're going to continue to follow your career, hopefully. I know you're planning on going to Fort Middle School next year. Yes, sir. All right. So we're going to be following you throughout your... We're all the way up in Ohio. People in Ohio are going to be talking about you, learning who Caleb Jet Smith is. So keep making that name for yourself, sir. What tendencies do you see in your son, personality, that make him a quality football player? I would say his demeanor. He never get too high. He never get too low. He's always even keel, huh? He's, he's always even keel. You know, they could be down by a touchdown with two minutes to go. And his teammates pretty much know he's going to pretty much get the ball. <laughs> so, he, so he makes them, you know, when they look at him, he's so calm. That makes them calm. So right, he just, he likes it. It's kind of weird because he don't like the spotlight. He don't like attention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he does like it because he likes to win at the last minute. So, but Dang. That's what comes with it when you're a star on your own. Whether he likes it or not, you're going to get that attention. You just had to handle it. And with you guiding him in the right direction, have you been his whole life, he's going to be all right. What's he like on the car ride home after a tough game? And not necessarily they have to lose, but say he didn't play as well as he would like, or maybe they did lose. How is he in the car? He's quiet. My mm -hmm. up is he's the type that likes to think. So it's kind of like he's a thinker. So he got less stuff processed. If he coming off a loss, on the way home, you know, I kind of ask him questions. Hey, what happened? He's like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so right. it's, pretty much, it's pretty much the next day or later on that evening when he, you know, process everything. Then he come to talk to me. Hey, dad, I can't believe this happened or I can't believe we lost, you know, stuff like that. So he takes more after his mom when it comes to that aspect. He got to let stuff, right. he got to make stuff make sense to him. Like what happened? And at that age, that's pretty impressive. He's showing he's a mature player at the age of 12. And, like, there's some guys, pros, who can't even, you know, handle it. Start thinking about it before they say something in the media that they probably shouldn't have said. Right. So for him to kind of have that self-awareness at this age is 
that's a testament to you and his mother. So you guys are obviously doing a great job raising him. What life lessons do you hope he gains from playing football? Me personally, I learned a lot. Like, for example, accountability, discipline, and even patience. What life lesson do you hope he could learn? Pretty much our motto, I tell my kids, my son, my daughter is hard work pays off. You know, hard work pays off. If you put in the work, it's going to pay off. Also, you know, sportsmanship, pretty much the core values. You know, have a good attitude, Mm -hmm. have high character, you know, be a high character kid. Make sure you get along with everybody. Make sure you know, you, yes, sir, no, sir. Make sure you do what the coach asks you to do. And uh, if he does those things, man, he can be successful. Yeah, because like football, it's it's a game, but man, it could so many things translate just from the field to in life. So those, like you said, those core values, we learning them early. We're instilling them. He's gonna take that for him forever. That's good. Right, because you know nowadays, nah. you know, with social media and stuff, you know, it's more pressure. Oh my! I mean, the kids, they, they look at everything because, like, us being in Texas and like the city that we live in is Allen. You know, Allen's always like number one, number two, number three in the nation every year. It's Ooh. Allen, the school that he will be attending, like the high school he will be attending, it's the same high school Kyler Murray went to. Oh yeah, so they got history, like you said, yeah. one, two, three in the nation, and then you gotta. A dude like Kyler Murray, who's in the league, you know, he's low key, he's the face of the franchise of the Cardinals. So, right, right. like you said, so yeah. And but that takes it back to his personality. He's even killed, so I think he'll be all right to handle the spotlight because he's going to continue to be the star that he is. I believe. Exactly. Now, I asked Caleb who gave him the nickname the Jet. He wasn't really sure, so I'm going to ask you who gave him that nickname and when did he get it? And is there a story behind it? Well. It's this guy named Courtney Jackson. Courtney does the CCE out here in Texas. Well, it's kind of nationwide now. So what he does is like, he does like a youth football ranking, like magazine, and he ranks the kids. Mm-hmm. So I think one time we was just talking when Kayla was probably like, he started select in third grade. So he was doing eight U. And Courtney and I were just talking like, man, we need to get a nickname for uh, Caleb. Mm-hmm. So we were thinking of nicknames and my aunt was thinking of names as well. And we came up with the jet because he's so fast and nobody can catch him. Like once they hit the once he hit that edge, he just I seen it on film, I seen it on the field, and I seen it out there on the track. The name sticks, it's legit. Yeah. So there's there's no hype there. He is the jet. Yeah. What is the PYFL? Is it is it a part of the Snoop League? Because it looks big time. I mean, kids are playing on turf fields every week, playing in high school stadiums. Can you tell us more about that? Do you recommend this league at all? Well, I think they changed the name, but that was, mm-hmm. we didn't play in the PYFL this year, but the previous past two years was called Premier Youth Football League. And, uh, okay. it's not the same as the Snoop Youth Football League, but it is ran through, uh, it's called Texas. I think it's Texas Youth Force, so Texas Youth Football League or something like that. But the league that we played in this year was Texas Force Youth Football League. And, uh, that was real competitive this year. Real competitive. So would you say this one's a little more competitive than the Premier League or yeah, about the, the same? Huh? The league that we played in. Well, you know what, man? To be honest with you, the league that we played in this year had like two really good teams. And everybody okay. else, we kind of blew out. So the two teams mm. that was good in our league, we lost to those teams. We had one game won, but they said that our touchdown didn't count. That we had legal formation Ooh, with two seconds. Controversy. Left. Yes, eight seconds left. <laughs> and 
and we were playing on a home field. (laughs) (laughs) You know, hey, it is what it is, man. But uh, we end up losing that game in overtime. And so, but the league, uh, the PYFL league, we had maybe two or three good teams. I think, oh man, you know, I think this year league was more politics, man. It was like they had favorites, like the teams they wanted to win and be in the championship, stuff like that. Right. But it is what it is, man. He did his thing, you know, and he had a great youth career and now it's time to move on to the, you know, Move it's time to get so I'm glad you transitioned right into that because that was my next question. So, like I was telling Caleb, I played football. I didn't really play youth football. I didn't start playing football till middle school. Seventh grade was my first year. And the only reason I really played was because everybody was calling me soft because I play soccer. I played play soccer. When I was younger, I had to go outside, like to ride my bike and to hang out with my friends. I wasn't trying to, my brother played football, my older brother. He played football and these dudes practice every day. I'm like, Oh no. And until he gets home, it's dark. No, I need to hang out. So I finally played, but I played in the street and played outside with my friends all the time. So I knew I was good. They calling me soft. No, I got something to prove now. So I went out there. I'm done playing. So I'm bragging about myself a little bit. I was a beast Uh and I did my thing or whatever. So now I see that he's going to be going to Ford middle school next year. Correct. All right. So. How's that team? What are you looking forward to from going from youth to the middle school level for Caleb and yourself? Like, what are you guys expecting? Well, is there going to be a big know, difference in size and speed or? Yeah. I mean, once you get older, you know, like I tell my kids each year, the kids will get quicker. They'll get fast. They're going to be stronger. You know, I, as long as Caleb put his, you know, put the work in, he's going to be fine. But at four, you know, like I said, Allen is a system. So. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. So right now at the high school, the enrollment is 7,000. It's the largest school in Texas. It might be the largest wow. school in the country. Yeah. If so, it's the largest school in Texas, it's got a good chance of being the largest school in the country. Right. So it's real competitive. So they got three middle schools in Allen. So each middle school could be real competitive. And, you know, he just got to put in the work. And, uh, he has a chance. I mean, like the coaches already know him. So. Of course. They excited to have him. Like I said, man, we, he just got to put in the work. As long as he, you know, continue to do well in school and make good grades and, you know, be a good high character kid, man, he'd be fine, man. But we, yeah. as parents, as parents, we're looking forward to it. I mean, number one, it's right up the street. <laughs> like, okay, we're going to have to travel yeah, 45, you know, hours to a game. <laughs> you know, it's select. It's all yeah. over. It's like DFW, you got to go far. Mm-hmm. But now it's like he gonna be playing with the kids that he go to school with. He gonna be playing with his friends. Yeah, so, that camaraderie is gonna be real. Right. right. So this spring, we're excited because he's gonna be doing seven on seven with his uh, future mm-hmm. teammates. So they gonna have that, you know, get like you said, camaraderie and try to get used to each other and you know get used to the quarterback and stuff yeah. like that. So we're excited, man, and we're just looking forward to meet, you know, meeting the parents and meeting the coaches and. Time to rock and roll, yep. man. Time to, time to get yeah, going. Yeah, we're excited to cover them. We're going to be checking up with you guys in this spring, too. As soon as that 707 starts ending, we're going to be seeing what's up. Now, yeah, yeah. all right. I see Caleb has a trainer. How is Coach Flight as a trainer? Would you recommend him to other kids? Like, what do you like about Coach Flight? What does he do well? Tell us about him. Pump him up. He's your kid's trainer. Let's yeah, hear about yeah. him. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm always referring Coach Flight to or people to Coach Flight. 
what I like about Coach Flyer, he's real patient. Man, he's a good teacher. He played college ball at uh, like a small school in Kentucky. And like in high school, the reason, okay, I'm going to start from the beginning. So his name is Coach Flyer because he had hops. So okay. in high school, you know, <laughs> he could jump out the, yeah, yeah. He's like, Coach Flyer probably like, you hear this interview, he's like, I'm taller than that. He's probably like 5'11", I guess. Okay. So uh, he's about 5'11". So he told me like he used to just dunk on people. And he did long jump as well in track. I think he was all state in long jump so because he, he could jump so high. So when we started with Coach Flyer, Kayla was like in the second grade. So Coach Flight was just getting started with his personal training, trying to get clients to come to him. But now, man, I remember like Coach Flight when we first started with him, he had maybe 2,000 followers. So mm-hmm. third grade, what's that, about four years ago? So now he got like up to probably like 15,000 followers. I mean, every, wow. high school, every high school recruiter, I mean, like recruiting services, he has all the top DBs. In the state of Texas, so like I Coach Flight knows what he's doing because we all know Texas is right. Texas is where football is at, so we know that. And if he's got right. college coaches, he's got connections, so he knows what he's doing. Parents, listen to Dale. Go check out Coach Flight. He can get your kids right. And that just leads me into my next question: Do you think kids should get a trainer at that age, or do you think they should wait till they get a little older? Like we know Caleb, he he's special. He was legit. You seen that talent at a young age. So not everybody's going to have that type of ability at his age that he does. So would you recommend a trainer or would you recommend just to wait till they get a little older? That's a good question, man. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, man. <laughs> like, like, like in our situation, man, I saw something special in my son. Like I said, probably when he started playing tackle in first grade, he was playing a grade mm-hmm. up. And he was dominating. I mean, he was just, they just couldn't stop him. I'm like, man, hey, <laughs> that's really, and we got the third grade. I said, man, it's time to get out of Allen and stop playing, you know, reg ball. Let's go across town on the south side and see how you do against them boys across town. Let's start, let's start playing select. Mm-hmm. So to go back to your question, I would say probably, yeah, I'd say probably like fifth grade. i say I start probably okay. like fifth or sixth grade. Probably fifth or sixth grade. Because, uh, Let's go back to basketball. Like basketball, I think you got to, it's a skill. It's a skill sport. Yes, think, it is. I think, it I think sure you need a personal trainer at a young age, probably like first, second grade. You mm-hmm. know, but like, and, it, and it's, it's very important finding the right trainer. Like right. the same trainer for your son might not be the same trainer for somebody else's son. And then you just don't want to go with anybody because, you know, I'm learning. That's the reason we started this is one to learn and to help others. Uh-huh. So what I'm learning in the football world, basketball, there's so many trainers out there stealing money. Like they, they got kids out there doing all kinds of stuff that's not going to translate to the game or get them any better. It just looks good for social media. It's about fine. And right now, Coach Flight seems like the guy. So, you know, get with him. What's his, he, he is a Twitter, Facebook. He's on there. Go find him, Coach Flight. Yeah, Coach Flight, man. You go to my social media play. I think it's at Coach Flight on Twitter. Thinking yep. Flight or Mr. Flight, something like that. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. do you believe in kids playing multiple sports or should they pick one and put all their time into one sport? Shoot, you got to play multiple sports, man. I agree. Tell, you, I'm, tell I'm, me I'm why. Tell you why. Okay. So, my son plays football. He runs track. My daughter mm-hmm. does. She's all American. Both of them are all American in track, but she's all American in track as well. But she got the state record in long jump. And Ooh. she came in second nationally this year in long jump. And what's her name? Her name is Sydney Smith. 
Sydney Smith, All American, state record, long jump. Yeah, she's jumping 15 feet at age 10 years old. <sighs> wow. So, okay, with this football thing, man, <laughs> I thought, <laughs> you already know my to start. <laughs> okay, so we, we, we have track. We start track from, they start working out in track maybe from like end of February all the way, making the Junior Olympics. That's all the way to like the first week of August. So my kids always make it to Junior Olympics, right? So mm-hmm. once we get back from out of town, from whatever state we're coming from, like the next day, he goes straight to football, okay? So football mm-hmm. takes you from August all the way to, if you go far and make it a state, if you do national, it could take you up like to, uh, December. So after football, I give my kids rest. Like Caleb, he takes like a two-month off period so his body can recover, he can rest, he can be a kid. Right. But completely agree out here, there. Out here in Texas, man, I get people like coaches inbox me all the time. Like, can Caleb do FBU? Can he do an All Star game? Can he do these tournaments? And I'm like, no. Yeah. He's tired. <laughs> he got the rest. It's like I'm not. He's not gonna do football 24 seven, like 12 months out the year. And right. the coaches get upset with me. They be literally like be mad at me when I when I tell them <laughs> no. He got the rest. So. <laughs> Man, multiple sport, man, because you know this football might not pan out, so he could have, you know, mm-hmm. maybe he could have a backup playing track or soccer or whatever, you know, sport, you know, uh-huh. your kid plays. So, to me, man, I read a story about college coaches, college football coaches. They don't recruit mm-hmm. kids unless they play multiple sports. Like oh, they want, like yes. they want, their, they want their skill players to run track. Yeah. And track, track can translate to so many other sports. If you're a basketball player. Track will help you that. If you're a soccer player, track can help you there. Baseball, track can help you there. Literally, it can help every single sport. I think it's the best complementary sport out there. And I tell people all the time, man, I say, man, I tell, I talk to parents, I talk to coaches, and I talk to uh, the kids. I'm like, hey, you need to run track. Oh, I want to run track. Why? Because the workouts are hard. I said, really? Yes. <laughs> man, I said, if you play football, man, I'm telling you, that track speed would translate to the football field. Oh, it's, mm-hmm. well, he could play soccer. I said, man, that, yeah, that's good condition as well. But I'm saying, man, that track workout, man, out here, July, 100 degree weather. <laughs> <you're out there laughs> man, football, yeah. when they put the pads on, they good. Like, man, I've been out here, the track is all day. So we get there at right. 8 o'clock in the morning. We won't leave the facility. We won't leave the track meet till like 4 or 5 o'clock in the evening. Wow. Okay, now so, let me ask you this. What advice would you give a parent who believes their kid might fall behind or lose something in the offseason because they're playing a different sport? Well, if they play a different sport, man, I say like on the side, man, just continue like just doing little things like throwing the ball, okay. catching right. the ball, throwing the ball, just stay in the con- like do get the ladder, do some footwork. Mm-hmm. Just stay, just stay yeah, in, like, you can you can improve without actually like, playing. Yeah, eleven on eleven, you can still get better. Right. Yeah. And just use, using those different balls. muscles. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like That's my son, art. man. Just like with Caleb, you know, he's now getting to the age now he can kind of start lifting weights a little bit, mm-hmm. like thirteen when you get to the age. But like right now, man, like just like you said, like with track, we just do jump rope, jump rope, jump 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 really? rope. Have him do push ups. We do like three sets of fifty push ups or whatever. He how many he do? Then he do three sets of like curls. And that's all you okay. need like, for, for your chest, your, your, you know, your chest, your shoulders, your arms, and the jump rope is just for your, you know, your speed. So just little yeah. stuff like that, man. So that, you know, if you plan, you know, if you're doing track, 
just doing a little workout, get you ready for football, just for the contact, getting stronger, getting bigger. So, you know, I just stay in the mode, do whatever you can do to yeah. stay in that mode. Yeah, stay around the game of football. You don't necessarily have to be playing it, but just stay around it while you're doing, you know, baseball, basketball, whatever sport you're doing, right. or if you're just taking time off. Now, and I'm glad you brought up that jump rope because I had a, I had a kid. Well, he's not even a kid. He's my friend. He's coaching in Oklahoma basketball now. He's a former professional. His name is Stevie Taylor. And his dad, I'm talking since we were like second grade, his dad had this boy jumping rope every day. I'm talking after we lose a game, he's Stevie's jumping rope. After practice, we're right, Stevie's jumping rope. And I mean, Division One played at OU, went overseas, was a pro now. He's coaching college basketball. Like the stuff his dad doing is some similar stuff that you have Caleb and your daughter doing, and it paid off. So they're just, you know, witnesses of what you're doing now. So keep that up. Keep them up. And even if they don't want to do it, suck it up and get those, yeah. you know, get those jumps in. <laughs> and I tell them all the time, man, that they don't want to do it. I mean, I, my kid's not perfect. I'm going to be honest with you. You know, they be complaining, oh, I don't feel like working out today. Right. I've I say, been there. Say, I say, man, the goal is I, I keep it real with my kid. I say, mom and dad can't afford college. We can't spend oh, no $50,000 $50, a year on, on, on tuition. Yeah. So I said, when you sign that letter of intent, Wherever you go, I don't care if you're playing basketball, golf, whatever sport, four or five years from now. I said, you go come to us and say, hey, thank you for pushing me. Because I, mm. I read it all the time about these recruits. Once they sign, they think their mom and dad, like, thank you for pushing me. Thank you for picking me up. Thank mm-hmm. you for taking me all, you know, to practice every day, the game day across town. So it go click like, man, all that stuff we did when I was six, seven, eight years old, this stuff, it paid off. Man, so, you sound exactly like my parents. Like, that's yeah. what my mom said. You know, you're in high school. I want some money. I need to get a job. My mom said, no, <laughs> your job is to play basketball and get a scholarship. Right. That was, that was my job. So right. when I got that scholarship, I went D1. I thought I worked hard. I got to division one. Hardest thing I ever done in my life. Literally after about two months, I'm ready to come home. Like we got a little break. I got to come home. I told my mom, I'm not going back. No, can't do it. Too stressful. It's hard. I'm not the best player. I'm on the pine, getting cussed out every day. And they're like, dude, you're not quitting. You're not a quitter. You're not living here if you come home. And I'm like, dang, they ain't going to let me stay there. I'm like, fine, go leave my brother. No, you're not. So, you know, I took my butt back to school. Literally two weeks later, we had our first preseason game. You know, I had seven points, got a post-game interview. I'm feeling good, you know. It didn't work out at that school. I ended up transferring whatever, but I still uh-huh. achieved my goals and, you know, went played professionally overseas for three, four years. So it all worked out, but that's just that tough love from them parents. And, right. you know, like, I'll never forget it. You know, I thank them all the time. And if they don't remember, they're going to listen to this and they hear me thanking them now. So thanks. Right. And, uh, like, last summer, Caleb had to fight adversity. You know, he got injured running track. Like, mm-hmm. the first type mate, so like the first track meet, he had a hip flexor strain. So that mm-hmm. slowed him down for like two months, like pretty much the whole track season. He couldn't never really get his speed back to where he was before, you know, he had that injury. But the thing was, man, he was kind of upset, you know, he couldn't practice some and just do the workouts like he normally does. But when the time counted, like towards the end of the season, when he had to do, you know, the association regionals, he still made it to Junior Olympics, like the top five out of the regionals mm-hmm. make it to Junior Olympics. And Only five, huh? Yeah, five. And these kids, like I picture 12-year-olds running like 12-2, 12-1, 12-3. <laughs> so, 
and he still made it. He finished like third in the 100, in the 200. I think he finished, I remember, fourth. And long jump, I told him just to get a mark because, you know, he'll play <laughs> the same with jumping. You know, that hurts. So right. he made a long jump and like he jumped like a 16-4 and, uh, and he qualified. So he, he made an all three event and that told me right there, this kid got heart. He fought through adversity, pain, everything, man. And Toughness. We, and we, we were so proud of him, man, to make it to North do, Carolina. That's what I'm so impressed. He's doing this at this age. like <laughs> So he's yeah. only going to keep getting stronger and better. He's going to look back like, I, I did that. Then, so yeah. what I'm facing now, because that's not going to be the first, the last time he go through some adversity. So all you got to remember the last time he faced it, he got through it, right? So you're going to get through this next one too. That'll just be right. his reminder. Yeah, it was hard for him because it was the first time he ever been like injured, like hurt, hurt mm-hmm. you know? So I know. just to fight that, man, it was good. It was hard to see, man, because we used to him doing really well, like top three in the country every year, but you know, he still made the Junior Olympics and it was, hey, God is good, man. Yes, he is all the time. Now, now tell me this. You brought up your daughter, Sydney. I was going to ask you about her anyway. So I see you, you let me know she's an all American. She's a state record holder in Texas. Come on. All those people there, the biggest state. Come on. That's impressive. Tell me who's the better athlete, Caleb or Sydney? It's 50 50. Come on. It's 50 50. It's 50 50, man. This, I had to say, ask. Man, this, this, when, like my daughter, man, she does like cheerleading and like like mm-hmm. the competitive cheer and gymnastic stuff. Like the stuff she was doing, like she's ten, right? So they twenty months apart, at grade apart. So, like she started doing flips, like when she was, I guess when she started walking, man, she was like always doing cartwheels, like one or two years old. And then she just started watching YouTube and just learning how to do flips on her own. And so you wow. know we start putting her in like gymnastics class. So that really helps her. It really translates her like in long jump. She's really good in long jump because she's so flexible. So, mm-hmm. man, like the things she do, like she's fast too. So she made all three of her events too long in uh, track. So so she does like, long jump and what what else does she do? She does she does the one hundred long jump and the four by one relay. Okay. Oh, she's that's impressive. So she has some serious speed. She's running the one hundred and four by one. <laughs> yeah, you know, she was upset this year at Nationals, AAU Junior Olympics in uh, North Carolina. Who was that? Um, at North Carolina A&T. Who was there? That's yeah, what we went this year. And uh, she barely missed. She got second nationally in long jump. She barely missed first place. So that hurt her. She was so hurt that she didn't get first place. But I said, baby, oh, sorry. you got second you on all 90 girls. <laughs> in the country, 90 right. girls out of the country, best girls in the country. And I said, I said hey, Second place, you got a silver medal, man. Come on, yeah, come on, yeah, exactly. That's impressive. Yeah, so you know, hey, they both talented, man. We blessed to have good kids, athletic kids. You know, hopefully they can, you know, continue getting better and continue moving forward. Man, this has been a great interview. It's great talking to you, talking to Caleb, hearing about Sydney as well. We're going to continue to follow Caleb's career, and we're also going to check in on Sydney. She's setting records. We're going to, you know future USA Olympian. You never know. So we're going to keep up with her as well. All right, Dale. So now the interview is over. I'm going to give you free reign. You said a lot. You've been great. If there's anything you want to say, promote your business, your coach, whatever you want to do, you go ahead. You got free reign to speak now. I'm just going to say, like, if you want to, you know, I guess 
only thing I can think of, like follow me if you want to follow me on social media. My Twitter handle is at Cardell. That's C A R D E L L twenty five. And Instagram is the same at Cardell twenty five. And uh um, right. Caleb, once Caleb gets to seventh grade, he's gonna have his own social media page. Yep, I like how you got that. You got a way. You don't need no social media at twelve, sixth grade. Come on yeah. now. So with Give me, something to look forward to. I don't. I don't post I, everything. I post is on my kids. It's not nothing on me. So right. people follow me because of my kids. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's why I follow you. <laughs>